Hi everyone, this is Lainey Savante Wilkin and welcome to Zeta Global Radio. We're here today speaking to the spirits and getting different perspectives on connecting to the other side. We have two extraordinary guests, Candace Thomas and Garnet Schulhauser, and we're absolutely thrilled to bring back, if you had a chance to listen to Cheryl Ryder's tarot show back in October, we are here with Cheryl Ryder, and this month she'll be participating the whole month of shows, talking about two minutes of tarot, and really connecting in the tarot cards and the energies and the symbology to our different show topics. So, of course, today we are speaking to the spirits, and right now we're going to take two minutes and speak with Cheryl Ryder. Welcome to the Lab Recording Studios here, live. (laughs) Thank you, Lainey. It's good to be back. Thank you. So, uh, what I did here was, in keeping the topic of today in mind, I've drawn three tarot cards, and the first card is the Wheel of Fortune, the second card is the World Card, The third card is the Hanged Man card, for those of you who have tarot decks and would like to draw those cards and have a look at them. I'm using a Rider Waite-based deck with that symbology. The first card, the Wheel of Fortune card, has a, a wheel. It has three figures that surround the wheel, and it has four pillars on the corners representing various aspects of our life. The particular symbology of this card, however, that's important is that this card from the ancient symbology represents the stages of life of man, represents coming in to the world, it represents becoming the master of our world and our lives, and then it represents the moving on. The second card, which is the world card, has a figure that is poised at the more or less horizon point of a portal, and she represents the passing of us from this world into the next. The third card is the Hanged Man card. This particular card, to me, represents that the information that comes in from our ancestors comes in in a different fashion than we normally get communication in our daily life. Daily life, we get... Um, information via written words, we hear things, we see things, but words from the great consciousness beyond comes in sort of the back door in our consciousness. And the hanged man represents that wonkiness. I don't know how else to describe it. It's the wonkiness, the unusual way in which this information comes. Messages from our beloved uh, people that have passed on, messages from magnificent ancestors. And so mediums and people that can hear these angels and uh, bring this information to you represent that upside-down way that communication comes. So pay attention, listen, and you'll hear the small whisper of that great wisdom coming through to you. Mm, Cheryl, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will get back into the story of spirit. You're listening to ZGR, and you can learn more about Cheryl Ryder on ZetaGlobalRadio.com. 
Hi everyone, Lainey Savante Walken here, and I wanted to share with you a little bit about a female networking group that I've been involved with for many years now. And if you've been looking to connect with other fellow women owners and executives, both locally in your city or across the country, please consider Fem City. It is an incredible network founded by Violet Day Ayala. They have over 100,000 women with chapters in most major cities nationwide in Canada. Fem City focuses on growing all of our businesses. It's an incredible, vast network for and by members who are experts in health and wellness, spiritual, cultural and lifestyle, financial, corporate fields, media, so much more. Business for your soul is the tagline. It's just incredible. I love it. I know you'll love it. I'm a global lifetime member. I hope you check it out. Visit them today at femcity.com and learn how you can become part of an organization that continues to soar and expand so you can too. I am your host, Lainey Savante Walken, and today we have a special show, so special that we're not even doing the news because there's a lot of information here with our two extraordinary guests, and we are going to be talking about speaking to the spirits, different perspectives on connecting to the other side, and what that means in layman's term is pretty much really what it is, how can we connect to our loved ones, whether they be animals or people people who've gone before us, and how can they do that? Well, we have two special guests who have that ability and ability to show us further how to leap into that new plane of consciousness. Again, here we are. This is Zeta Global Radio, and we're going to get right into it with our first guest. Candace Thomas is here with us live in the lab recording studios in Albuquerque. We always get a special extra excitement when we have guests live because we interview people from all over the world and most of the time it's by phone. So having you here, Candace, is great. So let me talk a little bit about who you are. Perfect. Candace is a psychic medium and she connects with people and animals that have transitioned into spirit to deliver healing messages that help clients release the blocks, fear, and grief holding them back from the life they desire. She also teaches clients how to do the same for themselves and for others. So we are going to welcome to the show, Candace Thomas. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. You are so welcome. And I think it's a real treat. I think particularly this time of year, there's a lot going on. We had a show earlier last month that talked with our grief specialist from Widows Wear Stilettos, Carol Brody Fleet, on how to kind of uh, stay in joy through the holidays. And it's, it's always a sensitive time for those of us who've lost, uh, people in our lives. And I think it's also, uh, an uplifting time. And I'm hoping that is what you can share through your beautiful smile and your demeanor. And you guys go look on Facebook and on zetaglobalradio.com to see what a darling she is, (laughs) but to really talk about how to, um, personally speak to the spirits do we need to go to a medium and you know all those things so let's get into it first starting off a little bit about you and your background okay so my background is a little different than other more famous psychic mediums where I didn't have the experience of seeing dead people walking around or just knowing what was going to happen to people uh, when I was younger as a matter of fact I didn't know I had any type of intuitive ability or mediumship ability until I was in my late 20s and I actually worked for the federal government for 15 years. Wow. <laughs> I was a supervisor, financial analyst, and accountant. So when I discovered that I had this gift, and it, it, 
it's not, no, there are no accidents, but it felt accidental to me yeah. where my strongest gift is feeling energy. I feel spirit. And I started being overwhelmed by what I was sensing and perceiving around my staff and others. And that just led me on a path to figure out what was happening, what was I feeling, really understanding what I was receiving. And that opened up my mediumship ability. And that experience taught me that everyone has this ability. Everyone is already a medium. Everyone is already psychic. It's just we don't know that we are. And yes. So that's huge. I I love that you shared that because essentially you are quote unquote from a normal background. Exactly. And you didn't come from a lineage of 10 generations of psychics and you've all spoken to Elvis and everybody else. You just, your, your gifts came online per se. Yes. And it, and what was interesting was once I understood that I'm a psychic medium, I started realizing that I've been psychic medium my entire life. I just wasn't calling it that. I wasn't recognizing it as that. And so that's where I feel the power and upliftment comes for everyone who's listening today is recognizing that, yes, you do have the ability to connect with your loved ones. And not only that, you already are. It's just... We're going to talk about how to understand and do it with more intention so that you are truly allowing yourself to feel the love. Well, I love that. And the question I have is, when you first started having these feelings, was it, did you have a feeling about a particular person? Did you hear voices? Like, what was the experience that you felt? On my job working for the federal government, it was very intense. It was a high-stress, high-demand job where I had to work in addition to supervising people. And so I started getting sick. I would and go to work in the morning, feel fine at the beginning of the day, but as soon as I stepped foot into my office, I started feeling heavy as though my body was filled with sand. Mm. And then I just started feeling really depressed and tired and sad. And then I would go home from work, and I would throw up, and then I would feel great. And I did this for about two or three months. And I realized, you know, I'm not bulimic, and I don't think I'm supposed to be throwing up every day. And so that led me to just seek out what's going on. And I actually, my intuition, which I didn't know I was intuitive at the time, but I got the hit of connecting with a psychic versus a doctor. And they said, oh, well, you're extremely empathic. You're taking on other people's energy. So because of the situation I was in, not only was I stressed, but other people around me. And so I was absorbing negativity. And that's what led me on this journey of, well, how do I stop doing that? And how do I start connecting to energy that I want to be connected to? Wow. We did a show with Anna O'Brien on clearing energies. But that's but you guys all can go to the archive for that. So continuing on. So besides the people that were present here on the planet, feeling those energies, you felt people who've already transitioned energies or how did yes, the, and the, they, okay, go ahead. Yes. Sorry to speak over you. And when I felt that energy, they didn't make me sick. I don't get sick from people or animals on the other side. Okay. And what's interesting is it's a lighter touch. So the energy of, of people who are transitioned in the spirit world, it's very subtle. So I was doing things like being around friends or coworkers who had lost someone, and I would randomly say things, things would just pop into my mind, and I'd get a feeling, and I'd just say, I would suddenly say expressions that I would never say in my life. And um, they would go, wow, that sounds just like my mom. Wow, I haven't heard that in a long time. That's like my dad or my brother. And it, I still didn't get a light bulb moment of, oh, I, it's because I am connecting with your loved one in spirit. They're trying to, to contact you in a way that you will understand. 
And again, most of my feeling or most of my ability is through the feeling of spirit. And so I wasn't connecting the dots because I thought, like many people do, if you are a medium, if you have the ability to connect with spirit, you should see them with your eyes materialize in front of you, like in the sixth sense. And that's not how I experience it. Again, it's a very light touch, a very subtle experience. Well, I think that uh, is great information to share with people as you begin to show others how they can have that experience for themselves. And I know that you teach classes on how we can do that. And today we'll probably get into some of those techniques, maybe? Yes, absolutely. Super excited. Okay, good. Because I think that a lot of times people don't know, do they see, I mean, I've, I've spoken to people who see, um, people in physical form solid that have passed and others feel it as an energy. And I mean, it just, there's a variety of ways. And I think that's really what we're talking about today with you and Garnet, who we'll get into later in the show. There's different ways to talk to spirit. And obviously there's lots of different, um, books and stories out there, but today we can really see pretty much how we ourselves can tap into that. And that's how you show people. Right. Okay. Excellent. So moving a a little bit along here, have you, um, been able to, can can you share some of the stories or maybe some of your success stories or some of the, some ideas for people to get a sense of, um, the work that you've done with some of your clients? Absolutely. So, uh, I, one of the most profound moments was not with another client, but for myself, my best friend, who was like a sister to me. We knew each other when we were nine years old is when we met. And then she passed unexpectedly when we were in our early 30s. And when I went to her funeral, she showed up. And this, by this time, I knew I was a medium and I had studied mediumship, but I hadn't ever lost someone ever that had been close to me. And when I was at her funeral, she showed up and spoke to me. I heard her loud and clear. And she started directing me to say things to people, her other family members. And at the same time as she's speaking to me and telling me, go say hello to my mom. You need to go talk to this other mutual friend that we had and let her know that it's okay. Okay, now go to my dad and say this. It was very, very direct with me. Uh, And what was great about that was it was using me. We were very close, but it was a way of touching me. I'm alive to affect other people in the living world, to give them peace and to give them clarity. And I never said to those people, because they were extremely Christian and conservative, I never went, oh, your dead daughter is here, and she's telling me to tell you this. I never went that way. It was as simple as just say that I'm here for you. I love you. I care about you. If Erica were here, and she was, but if Erica were here, she'd be so proud of this and everything that you've done. It was talking in that way and sharing those moments and experiences. What was really profound more than her telling me things is there were a few times when she directed me to hug people, like, oh, give my mom a hug. When I hugged her mother, I could feel the energy of her, and her mother said the same thing. It feels like Erica's here. feels like she's, she's hugging me. Mm. It was profound, and that's when I knew that mediumship, the ability to communicate with spirit, is nothing to do with the verbal message. That's only part of it. It's the energy where you really still can feel the love and feel the connection with those in spirit. And so working with clients, I have those moments as well where 
during the, the process of identifying the person that's in spirit, giving the evidential information that validates who they were, there's a moment where they feel their loved one as though they're, and people have described to me, oh, it feels like they just touched my shoulder or brushed against my cheek, or if they're feeling the love or warmth somewhere in their, their body. It's a physical feeling. It's not an etheric woo-woo type of a, a concept, and it's amazing. And is it something that you can do, like, in an instant, or is there a process? Do you have to invoke a prayer? Is there a procedure that needs to take place to kind of alert them or let them know that we're wanting to connect? That's a great question, and it depends. When it's your own people that you're wanting to connect with in spirit, it doesn't usually take a lot of meditation or prayer. It's what spirit is impressing upon my thoughts right now. As, as you're talking to me, I'm, I'm communicating with spirit. I'm linked in, and I'm saying, okay, guys, what do you all want to talk about? Nice. And what they're saying is the first step to connecting with spirit is believing that you can, believing that you're good enough right now. You don't have to seek out a medium, though you can, but just understanding that you are good enough as you are and believing that they do want to communicate with us because they do. That's the first step. And the second step is just setting the intention of, yes, I want to be open to my loved ones that are in spirit now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people will want to connect with a person very specifically, and that's okay. But I find what works best for my clients and the students that I teach is just saying, whoever's in my highest and best interest right now and who... Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio. This is Savante here, and we are having a beautiful visit here with Candace Thomas, who is a psychic medium and beautiful energy healer and life coach and a million other things that she does. <laughs> and we had a great conversation, if you're just tuning in, about how we can be our own medium and, and having that guidance through someone like Candace to speak to our loved ones to the other side. So we thought what we do in this segment is maybe talk about how we can kind of get into that space, maybe ground the energy, align ourselves, and bring forward the environment that allows us to go deeper into our connection. Yes, that'd be excellent. It'd be perfect. So I just invite anyone who's listening, you can certainly follow along unless you're driving. So please do not do this if you're driving at the moment, because we're going to go deeper into the energy. Nice. So this is an exercise with mediumship. Again, it's connecting with our loved ones in spirit. And it's so important to recognize that your animal loved ones are in spirit as well. I get that question a lot. Mm. But also your human loved ones is, as well. So what I invite everyone to do is get into a comfortable position if you're not already. And if it's safe for you, close your eyes and begin taking deep breaths into your body. And by that I mean really pulling the air till you feel the lower part of your stomach and your abdomen expand and breathing out in whatever way is easy and comfortable for you. And just sit for a moment and be present with how you feel. And when I say how you feel, just really be aware of what's showing up for you in your physical body what emotions are occurring. And all you have to do is just acknowledge them. That's okay. With every breath you take, anything that's not in your highest and best interest, anything that you're ready to let go of, just gets dissolved 
Your breath is that powerful. Perfect. And we're going to set the intention right now that with every breath you take, you're surrounded in a sacred, safe space, a circle of light. And in the sacred, safe space, only those beings who are in your highest and best interest, who have the love for you, will show up and connect with you at this time. You'll receive only those messages that are in your highest and best interest. All you have to do is breathe. And so let's take a moment and set the intention and invite your beautiful loved ones from the spirit world to step forward in your sacred circle of light right now to join you here. And we can ask them to step even closer to you if you would like. As this happens, really be present with how you feel in your physical body. Any changes, such as buzzing or tingling, you might even have glimpses, visions of your loved ones in spirit. You might hear their name or even hear their voice or hear a hello. Trust what is showing up for you in this moment. Beautiful. When you feel this connection with your loved ones, it's okay to ask them for a hug. It's okay to tell them that you love them. Let them take your hand. Let them connect with you and share their love and support for you from the other side. And this might be very subtle at first, Just stay in the experience. Stay in the energy. All you have to do is breathe. And if there is someone that you would like to connect with specifically, you can invite them to connect with you now, to ask them to step closer to you. And it's always so beautiful to say hello. Feel that hug, feel their support, and just allow whatever emotions or sensations are coming to your awareness, just allow it to happen, just be present with this energy. Perfect. And you can spend as much time as you would like with your loved ones and know that whenever you need extra assistance or guidance, you can certainly call upon them in this way. All you have to do is get present, set the intention in your sacred safe space, and they will show up for you. Great. So... I'm just going to get on with the rest of the program, with the rest of the show, but understanding if you want to spend more time with them, that's perfectly okay. You don't have to listen to me. Um, So I'll just ask, how was that for you? Did you have an experience in that exercise? I did. Um, 
my dog love of my life, Gwen, came forward. And I literally can smell her of what she smelled like when she nuzzled in my ears. Oh, it's beautiful. And I had not smelled her for a while. So that was really strong. Um, I also got to experience a little conversation with my nephew who passed a couple years ago and uh, Taylor. So that was also really strong. So it was very clear. And it's great because it gives yourself permission to listen to the voices or what they're saying right. or doing and not judging it like you're making it up. Right. Um, so that's, I think, an important thing is we're not wishing, are we, you know, getting clear, are we wishing to hear what they're saying to us or are we being neutral where, where we can allow ourselves to just receive of what they're saying? It depends on how analytical a person is. So, and I tell you, the most analytical people, the most skeptical people make great mediums. And it's because once they believe, they, they're in it for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, no, there's no denying it. But a way to get around that is just to trust it. Just trust that it's real. Just assume that it, spirit's connecting with you. Assume that it's right when it's your loved ones, when it's your people. And the reason is it's so easy for us to connect with our own folks on the other side, our own animals. When it comes to doing mediumship for others, that's where you get more of the proof or the evidence that, yes, I'm connecting to spirit. I'm not making it up. And so something that I always advise, even if you want to get clear on yourself, if you don't want to be a professional medium, is to take a class or a workshop where you practice mediumship with others. And... In Albuquerque, New Mexico, I have a mediumship circle where that's all we do is we practice giving messages to each other and delivering evidence of describing loved ones that we're connecting with on the other side and then giving a healing message. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So people meet live in person. Yes, and I also do workshops over the phone, but it doesn't have to be with me. If you're on the East Coast or the West Coast especially, there are so many opportunities, so many different mediums. And if people are aware of famous mediums such as Lisa Williams or John Holland, they also teach classes. Mm -hmm. So if you have a medium or a person you saw on TV that you really admired, look them up on their website because chances are they're teaching a class or a workshop to show you how to do the same thing. Well, I have a little testimonial about you, actually. So we met and we were introduced by beautiful being Terry and she had said, you have to meet this woman. She's incredible. She does this. She does that. I said, okay. And she might be great to be on the show. And here you are. So we know that happened, but we had met and at the end of our conversation, which wasn't so much about mediumship, it was more about life coaching and all the other beautiful things that you do with people. Uh, you had said, we started talking about people who've crossed over And you had said, if people only knew, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but you'll know what I'm going to say. If people only knew how often people from the other side are trying to get our attention or trying to give us a sign or try to get us to notice them throughout the day, um, we'd be surprised or something to that effect. Do you remember saying that to me? Yes, absolutely. So I didn't, you know, so we had our lunch and I really kind of moved on with my day, which is a million billion things. And we were sitting that night, late that night in the jacuzzi. And that message, uh, flashed in my mind just out of nowhere. And in that split second that 
that message from what you had said happened, I looked up and not only did I see a shooting star, it wasn't a shooting star. To me, it was this bright, almost like triangle looking ship. It like, it was so explosive. It was in that second. I heard, I heard you say, it reminded me of saying what you said. I looked up and it was like, and I looked over at Howard. I said, Oh my God, I didn't just see a shooting star. Right. I saw that. And it was in, I had thought of Tommy, right. You know, my former beloved, my beloved, but, uh, uh, who passed last year. And I was, I said to Howard, I said, okay, I really want to get to know Candace a little bit better <laughs> because I hadn't really thought about much all day, but it was the split second you said that, boom, I looked up and I had been looking for a sign for some time and there it was. And that's how spirit works with us. And that's how you know it's not you making it up. Many communications from spirit are split second instances where suddenly they flash in your mind, you see an image, you hear their voice, you hear a phrase, and then something happens like you described. And so popular ways that spirit, when they're giving us signs, if they had a particular connection with a specific type of animal or something that they really like to do, you might see that animal or someone might mention that to you, or you might see something on television even that really reminds you of your loved one. And music, radio, songs on the radio, certain songs that they loved, again, it's that you hear the song and they flash in your awareness. And it's they're, they're giving you a hello, I'm here, I'm connected with you. Especially yes. when you're going through a tough time. And especially now around the holidays, it's so important to be present and, and just accept that, yes, your loved ones are connecting with you. They are trying to get your attention. Excellent. Well, we can go on and on, and we'll have you again back on the show to also talk and other future subjects about the different things that you do. So how do people find you and let them know about your good work? They can find me on my website, www.CandiceThomasIntuitive.com. And what I'll be doing for everyone is if you sign up to my mailing list, I'll send out a meditation that'll go a little deeper, a little longer, if you want to have a longer experience of connecting with your loved ones in spirit. Candace, thank you so much for being here. I had a great time. I, I could talk all day with you because spirit obviously works really well in your life. And thank you for being a gift to others. Thank you for having me here. I loved it. So. Yeah, excellent. Okay, we're going to take a break and we will be back with Garnet Schulheiser talking about his connection to spirit and his books that are now out and ready for the world. We'll be right back. The Sun, Wheel of Fortune, High Priestess, or The Hangman. If you're one of the thousands of tarot enthusiasts out there, you know these are just a few of the major arcana in a tarot deck. Also known as cartomancy, reading a tarot, Lenormand, Kipper, and Oracle decks are as popular as they ever were and even becoming more mainstream in today's modern world. We now invite you to delve further into this ancient practice by reading our quarterly printed magazine called The Cartomancer. Filled with interviews, product reviews, in-depth articles, and art, The Cartomancer has something for everyone, from beginner to professional. Our subscription-only magazine can be found at thecartomancer.com. And right now, we're offering ZGR listeners a special sneak peek at one of our digital issues. Just log on to thecartomancer.com slash ZGR, all caps, and enjoy a copy today. Have you always wanted to learn how to meditate but don't know what to do with all the thinking? 
Do you wish you knew how to transcend the negative voices of your perfectionism, procrastination, anxiety, and critical self-talk? Do you have a creative project in mind but don't know where or how to start or are lacking inspiration? Spiritual and creativity coach Hallie Bourne, with over 25 years of experience, can support you in finding more productive ways to care for your sensitive soul and your need to create. Unveil the ways your ego is sabotaging you and reorient towards your strengths to disempower your weaknesses. Turn your creativity into a spiritual path that infuses your life with meaning and fulfillment. Visit Hallie's website at HallieBorn.com or call for a consultation at 505-249-4981 and get started with your inspired life today. Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio. I am Lainey Savante Wolkin. And if you're just tuning in today, we're talking about speaking to the spirits and getting perspectives on what and how it is to connect to the other side. We were just speaking to Candace Thomas, who is a psychic medium and healer and life coach. And she gave her perspectives, of course, on being a psychic medium herself, as well as teaching workshops on how you as an individual can be your own medium. And in this second half of the show, I'm very excited to speak to a wonderful man. He's an author and from Victoria out there on Vancouver Island. His name is Garnet Schulhauser. He's a retired lawyer. And after graduating from law school, he practiced corporate law for over 30 years with a, with two blue chip law firms. Not one, but two blue chip law firms in Calgary. And when he retired from his firm in 2008, he began his new career as an author, and we will get into further discussion about the books, Dancing on a Stamp and Dancing Forever with Spirit, directly from him. Welcome to the show, Garnet Schulhauser. Oh, hi, Lanny. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Sure. Thank you. I, I, I was excited to learn about your work. I, I was able to get your books here. And so, of course, today the topic is talking to the other side, whether that be talking to God, talking to spirit, talking to heaven, uh, talking to whatever you want, you or they want to coin what it is to talking to the tr- people who've transitioned in our lives. So let's talk a little bit about who you are besides being a retired lawyer and what made you kind of move into this new facet of your life and how that will affect others. Well, it came as an unexpected event for me, Lainey. Um, I was still practicing laws back in 2007. Uh, it was one sunny afternoon in May, and uh, I decided to take a, a stroll down the street just to get some fresh air. And all of a sudden, uh, seemingly out of nowhere, a homeless man just jumps out in front of me. And he looked very much like a typical homeless person with uh, you know, greasy hair, scraggly beard, dirty, slept-in clothes. And instead of uh, uh, exercising my usual tactic when I encountered these people doing a quick sidestep around, I just stood there because this man was very quite different. He had these amazing, dazzling blue eyes, and his eyes were penetrating. His gaze was penetrating. I felt like he was looking right into the, uh, right through me, right into the depths of my soul. And I sensed that he knew everything about me, everything I'd ever said or done in my life. Um, He knew my hopes and uh, aspirations and my fears and anxieties and my deepest and darkest secrets. And I don't know why he would have known this about me because we'd never met before. Uh, But I didn't feel violated because instead, at the same time, his gaze was sending me this wave of pure, unconditional love that was just infusing my whole body 
with an amazing sense of peace, security, well-being, a feeling I've never ever had before, Lainey. It was just quite amazing. So I stood there like a deer caught in the headlights. And it was like I was in a time warp because I don't know how long I stood there um, uh, until he sort of broke the spell by saying to me, why are you here? And then he promptly disappeared into a nearby store. Well, um, I I went in the store to try to find him, walked up and down on that street to see if I could spot him anywhere. He wasn't to be seen. So I resolved uh, that evening that the next day I'd go back to the same street to try to find him. So I went back, same street, same time, walked up and down. Finally, I found him sitting on a bench all by himself. So I walked up to him and I said, who are you and why did you stop me the other day? And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I'm here to answer your questions and help you with your journey. And so that was the beginning of a dialogue that I had with this man that that went off and on for the next several months. And I found out early on that he was actually one of my spirit guides in disguise. His name was Albert. And he had come to answer my questions and help me, but he'd also come to uh, ask me to write a book about his revelation so that other people could have access to uh, the the truths that he relayed to me. And so uh, that was the beginning of the dialogue. Uh, It went on, as I said, for several months. Uh, At the end of that, I I, uh, wrote the manuscript for my first book, Dancing on a Stamp, and and that was was the, 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 the culmination of my first meeting with this wise spirit named Albert. Wow. So, okay. Woo. That's a lot to take in. So let me ask you two things. First off, prior to this meeting with Albert, were you ever in the spiritual, were you on a spiritual path? Were you consciously awake? Was this something that was completely foreign to you or you were really, um, familiar with talking to, you know, anybody who can be a potentially an angel or a spirit, or is this completely like your, your step into the awakening process? Prior to this, I had no uh, no contact with the spirit world at all, um, and so uh, this was sort of the very first experience. Um, I was just to give you a bit of background. I was raised as a Roman Catholic, uh, so we, we we were a very religious family. But in my 20s and 30s, I started to reject a lot of their beliefs, and then I was sort of in no man's land. And I kept on asking myself the life's eternal questions, like who am I, why am I here, what's my life's purpose and what happens to me when I die. And I was looking for a, a new set of beliefs that I could really latch onto that, that really made sense to me. So um, Albert showing up in my life was really the spirit world's response to, my, to, to my, my questions. And he appeared to me as the homeless man and, and, and to answer my questions. So before that, I had no contact with the spirit world. Uh, I wasn't even sure. Um, I, I probably wasn't even aware I had spirit guides. He tells me he's one of, I currently have three guides, uh, and he's described to me sort of what guides do, and so that all makes sense to me. But before that, it was, uh, I was just sort of somebody searching for answers. Okay, so he, so the conversations that you had, and we'll get into those a little bit more because this is really ties into, of course, what we're talking about today. But what is the meaning of dancing on a stamp? What is that, how's the title referenced? Well, it was at one point during our dialogue, I happened to be complaining to Albert about something that wasn't going right in my life. And Albert said to me, he says, you know, think of your life on earth as as though you're in the middle of a big, beautiful ballroom. Um, The the hardwood floors are gleaming. uh, There's a dance. uh, The band is playing amazing dance music. Everyone around you is dancing and swirling around the whole beautiful ballroom. But he said, you spend too much of your time on one spot like you have leg shackles on and he said you need to break out of your shackles and quit dancing on a stamp and so that Mm -hmm. phrase stuck in my mind 
Uh, and when, when the time came for me to find a title for my first book, I asked Albert, would that be a good title? And he said, yes. So that's the title, Dancing on a Stamp. Mm. And I can really envision that. I mean, I think about a stamp on an envelope. You have all the surface area, but then you have this one little spot, and it's almost like, are you going to stay confined to your own little world, or are you going to expand to the greater world and beyond? And that's how I'm envisioning it when I think about your title and what you have to say in this great book of yours. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it really made sense to me because it was really like he, he wanted me to break out of, my, uh, out of my box, out of the little world I was living in and, and expand my horizons and do different things. And so that was his, his term of it was that I was just dancing on a stamp. I needed to break out and dance over the whole ballroom, which I've been trying to do and I think I have. Uh, since uh, meeting Albert, uh, because my life has really changed dramatically since then, and I and I think I'm really I'm making a great effort to dance around the whole ballroom, Lainey. Oh, I love it. I, I think you are. Um, all right, so let me ask you. So you met this spirit guide, as he told you, and you're. It's a lot to process for someone who's just being kind of exposed to this world. And then did. Did you have a lot of questions for him, or do, were you more of like a conscious observer, a listener of what he wanted to share with you? And then, of course, my first question I have, does he speak about where he comes from in heaven and what happens to um, you know, our loved ones and all that? So kind of give us a play-by-play of you know, what the conversations ensued from your first meeting with him. Yeah, for the most part, it was it was uh, uh, the dialogue was me asking Albert questions and and him giving me his answers, which uh, which often went on for a long time, and then sometimes he would throw in things that he wanted me to write about. But uh, it, you know, in answer, in in, in short uh, terms, uh, his main revelations were: look, at we're all eternal souls who were created by the source or God. Uh, we're, we form part of the source, um, and uh, and the reason that we came here, the reason that we all came here incarnated Earth, was because we we wanted to learn and experience things on the Earth plane uh, that we needed for our evolution as souls. So before we came here, we all resided on the spirit side or the other side or heaven, uh, and that's really our true home where we are beings of energy, and and it was our choice to come here. No one made us come here, and before we came, we all prepared a life plan. And, and the life plan set out the major circumstances of our proposed new lives, uh, and we set out the plan so that we could learn what we wanted to learn and experience the challenges that we needed for our evolution. And so in our life plan, we would put in things like the place we're born, uh, the first language we would learn, our names, the identity of our parents, siblings, friends, spouses, and that sort of thing, sort of the major blueprint of what we propose for our lives. But, our, but he said our lives are not predetermined. Because once we're born, as you know, Lainey, we don't remember that we have a life plan, and we certainly don't remember what we had planned before we were born. And because we have free will to take actions and make decisions, we sort of like stumble along sort of somewhat blindly uh, trying to find our way through life w- without really knowing where exactly we had intended to be going. Uh, and, and that's just part of a, the challenge of a, of a life on Earth. And, uh, and, and it's just, uh, you know, that, that's part of being a human on our planet. So is it supposed to be that way that the true uh, life plan is not disclosed? Or are there keys to unlocking that kingdom, whether that's reconnecting all 12 strands of your DNA or opening up your Akashic records or speaking to a medium who can tell us divine wisdom from an angel? Are those steps in giving us those secrets to the life plan, or are we not supposed to life, 
to know our true life plan, but to just kind of walk through the experiences. Well, we're, we're not supposed to know every little detail that we have planned, but we do get glimpses of, you know, some, from, some people will get glimpses from uh, communications with the spirit side or through readings with the medium. Sometimes people will get, uh, you know, whispers and nudges and messages from their guides. Well, we all get those messages. Some people are better at hearing them. And so we, we, we get little glimpses of it. Well, we don't get the full plan. And it's intended that we never get the full plan because that would make things way too easy for us, Lainey. And so mm. life on Earth is intended to be a difficult challenge. And uh, if, if we knew exactly what we planned beforehand, it would just be too easy. So it's never intended that we know the whole, the whole picture. But we can get glimpses of it here and there. And some people are better at that than others, uh, and it, it, but it's all, uh, you know, it, it's a, a struggle to varying degrees for all of us on this planet. Ah, absolutely agreed. So I think the number one question people would ask is, is there truly a heaven? Is there truly another side? And, you know, is there, is there proof of it that we know that our loved ones, once they transition, are in a good place and we will see them again? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Albert says that there's absolutely no question when we when our physical bodies die our souls transition back to where we came from the spirit side or heaven and he says it's a wonderful place a very happy place no negative emotions uh, everything is uh, you know virtually perfect compared to, to life on earth and he said there's no exceptions everyone goes there no matter what you did so even if you did some wow. really bad things you still end up on heaven because there is no hell um, and, and so that, that that's the only place you can go and Furthermore, uh, because he said the source doesn't make rules for us to follow, contrary to what a lot of organized religions tell us, uh, the, the source doesn't make rules for us to follow. When we pass over, there is no judgment and there is no punishment, no matter what you did. So we all end up back in this beautiful place. So no question about it. All of our loved ones who have passed on, they're on the spirit side in a very, very happy place, uh, having a joyful existence, and uh, they're very well looked after. Wow. We're going to take a break and come back with a lot more with Garnet Schulhauser and talking about his books, Dancing on a Stamp and Dancing Forever with Spirit. I am Lainey Savante-Wolken, and we will be right back. Spiritual Communities Network, where we honor the uniqueness in our oneness. Visit our website to meet our vast spiritual community of healers, therapists, conscious events and activities. Visit and check out our directory, upcoming retreats, workshops, products, free videos, and much more. Many services are available globally by phone, Skype, and other sources of media. You'll also find more information on how you can be a member to promote the work you're doing in the world. Visit us now at spiritualcommunitiesnetwork.com. Nourish yourself, mind, body, and soul at Southwest Florida's premier collective of therapists and healers at Escape to Paradise and Trice Massage Therapy, a sacred and nurturing spa to relax and rejuvenate your spirit. Receive a holistic healing facial, detoxifying body wrap, Reiki treatment, or choose from a variety of massage therapies to replenish, revitalize, and renew your body into total wellness. By appointment only, and located just over the bridge at 1718 Cape Coral Parkway, see their Facebook specials online today, and visit their full menu of services to book and escape at sparadise.skincaretherapy.net. Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio, and we are here today talking to Garnet Schulhauser and what it is to be having one life one day, 
working your nine to five job, having a, a, a blue collar, white collar uh, career, and then suddenly you meet your spirit guide. And what would you do? What would you even believe that it's true? Well, we're talking to Garnet, and that's exactly what happened to him. And we are finding out what this homeless man named Albert, who was actually his spirit guide, is revealing to Garnet, who's sharing in his books, Dancing on a Stamp and Dancing Forever Spirit, and what those beautiful guidelines and advice and suggestions and insights can uh, and will pertain to our lives. So take it away, Garnet. I know where we first left off, we were just talking about that there truly is a heaven and the ones that have transitioned so far are in a happy place. And that's really great to hear. Is there any more insight that we can garner from knowing about this other place because there's always still that fear around death and dying and um i want to kind of bring sort of the levity into that that space so people can have more peace in their lives not only for themselves but for the ones that have gone before them yeah i mean everyone should take great comfort in knowing and i'm absolutely firmly convinced uh that uh, the uh everyone passes over to the spirit side because i actually went there to uh to, to visit the spirit side on, on one of my subsequent uh, encounters with Albert, he took me on a series of astral adventures, astral travels. Uh, so I was out of body with him, um, and uh, he actually did take me to the spirit side. So I've seen it with my own eyes. A beautiful place. Oh. I, I hooked up with my uh, in my very first meeting. I met with my mother and father and brother and grandparents and various aunts and uncles who had passed away. I know they're there. They're definitely uh, alive and well and very happy. And so I had an encounter with them. So people shouldn't have any doubt whatsoever that that's where your loved ones went and that's where you will go when you die. And don't get too concerned about the mistakes you make or if you make wrong turns on earth because you can never go wrong and become lost. You're always going to end up back there. And, and you'll look back at, when you finish your life, you look back as, at, at your life here as an adventure, a learning experience um, to help you with your evolution. And you'll go from there and you'll plan your next incarnation or just hang around the spirit side if you like. So it, it, there, there's, a, there, there's a pleasant ending for everyone uh, when our lives end. And so that's, I'm absolutely convinced and I've seen it with my own eyes, Lainey. Well, I am... Um First off, I'm thrilled. And secondly, I think this is excellent and good and bad news for a lot of people. Bad news is, because that's showing us, based on what you're saying, is that there's been a little of a facade going on in organized religions, teaching us a lot of fear about sin and going to hell and this, that, and the other. If all of that was essentially made up or that's just all part of the process of the journey here and then of course the good news is is that we all are enlightened beings and we all are moving forward towards a very happy ending in the end of things so I think either way you can't win but I do believe especially on our show here at Zeta Global Radio which is completely spiritual and conscious and allows people whether they're just kind of coming into their path or they've been walking their path for so long that allows them sort of that settling feeling that oh they're on the right track because what you said is so confirming that you yourself have had this experience which I don't I think you might I think you might even need to explain possibly to our audience what astral travel is and how he took you there because that might to some they'd understand it to others they may not so I don't know if maybe you could touch on that just a little bit more um, uh, in detail sure well how it happened as I said my first uh, encounter with Albert was a dialogue and after the first three visits he no longer appeared as in physical form but he we spoke by telepathy and so it was really a question and answer and, and we uh, and, and he was just a voice in my head 
then I, uh, he, he disappeared from my life for a little while. And then all of a sudden one night I woke up in my bedroom and there standing in the doorway was this ghost-like ethereal figure. And as it moved closer to me, I could see it was Albert, and, but he was in astral form. Um, so, you know, in astral form, you're just sort of you're pure energy. You don't have any physical attributes. You can pass through walls and, and ceilings and so on. And so he, he said to me, um, I've come to take you on a series of out-of-body adventures because I want to take you to the spirit side and other places in the universe so that you can write about what you see because I believe a picture is worth a thousand words. And so then he just literally, he reached out and he grabbed uh, my astral arm, pulled my astral body out of my physical body, and I turned around and looked and my physical body was still sound asleep in bed. And so then he said, come on with me. And he just rose up, I followed him. We rose up through the ceiling and up through the clouds and on our way to the spirit side. And, and my, when my first adventure was over, he brought me back to my bedroom. I slipped, my astral body slipped back into my physical body. And the next thing I remember was waking up the next morning in bed with a very vivid and clear memory of everything I'd seen on my astral trip. So that's how astral traveling was to me. Never done it before, but Albert always sort of orchestrated uh, these travels with me, and he was basically my tour guide. So that's how I began the astral trips, and I had, I had a number of them with him, which were detailed in my second book, Dancing Forever with Spirit. And then there was another set of astral adventures, which is described in my third book, Laney, which is uh, Dance of Heavenly Bliss, which will be released in early 2016. So uh, wow. I had a number of uh, adventures with Albert. This is phenomenal. Well, first off, be, uh, before we go any further, how can people get a hold of these great books that you're talking about? Okay, the best source of information is my website, which is garnetschulhauser.com. That's hard to remember, but if you Google dancing on a stamp, uh, you'll get to my website. On my website, there's information about my books. You can download free excerpts, watch book videos. Um, you, there, I have buy links there to all the popular online bookstores like Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, and you can just click on those and get right to where you can buy my books. Um, and uh, a lot of bricks-and-mortar stores have my books, but if your favorite store doesn't, they can order it for you. And you can also dial into my social media sites from my website, like Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, sure. YouTube. And on YouTube, I have recordings of all the radio shows I've been on. Uh, and this one, Lainey, is uh, number 72 for me. So if people want to sort of uh, explore my other interviews, they're all on YouTube. Wow. 72. That's a nine. That's completion. You know, I mean, we're big into numbers around here. <laughs> um, I, I love that. And of course, we'll also have information on the books as well on uh, our Facebook page on Zeta Global Radio. And you can also go to our website and our BBS page. We have lots of ways to learn about our guests and um, take part in what they do. Do you ever do workshops, uh, Garnet, in travel around or more about um, book signings, or how do people see you in person? Uh, well, I did do a series of book signings in early 2013. I haven't scheduled any other ones. Um, I've, I've spoken uh, twice at the Ozark Mountain Transformation Conference in 2013 and then last July. Um, I haven't done any workshops yet, although that's something certainly on my, uh, on my list of things to do. And I've been, been mainly focusing on doing radio shows to get uh, word out about what Albert has told me and, and about my book. So that's my main avenue of uh, contact right now. But uh, I will be speaking again at the 2016 Ozark Mountain Transformation Conference in April of this year. And I'm also speaking at a conference uh, in uh, Seattle in early June of next year as well. And I'll post details of these on my website as we get closer. 
Awesome. And if you do, you have any audio books at this point? Yeah, Dancing on a Stamp is is in audio book uh, form right now. Uh, the oh, second great. book has not yet been made into an audio book. I expect it will at some point. And of course, both books are available in ebook and paperback versions. Mm, terrific. Well, we have just a few minutes left, and I'm wondering: Have you thought, or have you asked specifically, Albert, why he chose you out of anybody that morning on the street? Yeah, I did. He said that that he and I had planned this all before I incarnated. Although I don't don't remember it, of course. Uh, he said that he uh, it was decided by not just Albert but some of the other spirits over there that that he should make this contact with me, and and I was chosen because I'd had some previous incarnations where I had some writing experience. So they thought that some of that might leak through to this life, which would help me in being able to write my books to describe what Albert wanted to reveal to everyone. So that was sort of the connection. He didn't go into great detail. He said, when you cross back over here, uh, you'll get all the details in, uh, you know, uh, right in front of you and you remember everything that we had discussed before you were born. Wow, that's just absolutely amazing. One of the questions I have, and I don't know if it's ever crossed the minds of any of our listeners as well, is all of our loved ones we say are in heaven and have gone to this other side. Now, are they? is there a s- separate place where, like say, angels and archangels and um, deities and, um, I mean, it can go on and on, you know, the different kingdoms. Is everybody all together or is there a, a hierarchy or... How is it all laid out? <laughs> well, as far as I could tell, people are all, all basically in the same place because I, in some of my travels I encountered, um, I encountered uh, angels, including my guardian angel. I encountered the goddess Athena at one time, um, and she was just sort of, you know, uh, nearby the, the main city there that I visited called Aglaia. Uh, so they all seem to be more or less in the same spot, uh, at least when, when I was there anyway. Um, and uh, there is no hierarchy. There's no sort of one soul that's more special than any other souls. They're all considered equal, although some souls are just a bit more advanced in their evolution. So it's, it's very much like a student in kindergarten is not, uh, or a, a high school senior is not considered to be better than a student in kindergarten. They're just further along the path and further, you know, and, 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 and in terms of formal education. So that's how souls view each other there. So there's no sort of a hierarchy where I'm better than you kind of thing. It's we're all equal, but some of us are just more advanced. Absolutely astounding. I think this is terrific. And is there any advice or suggestions on people who want to invoke or be able to talk to their spirit guides um, more directly themselves? Just sort of like Candace was sharing earlier about how you could be your own medium. How can people kind of have some of these tools for themselves um, if it is if it is possible? Well, it's not possible for everyone. Albert says that, that my uh, contact with him is sort of a, a one-off thing to allow me to write my books. Um, but everyone has, has guides, and everyone, uh, all those guides are always sending everyone messages. So everyone gets messages, uh, but they're, also, they're usually very subtle, like uh, intuitive flashes, uh, whispers in your mind, gut feelings, that kind of thing. And the trouble for most humans is to be able to hear the messages and understand what they are because our mind is so cluttered with so many other thoughts. So what he says to me is the best thing is to sit quietly 
uh, try to do some meditation, try to get rid of the clutter in your minds, and to the extent that you can do that, you'll be better able to hear what your guides are telling you because they're always coaching us. They're always telling us which way that they would like us to go based upon what's in our life plan. Um, and uh, if, if we listen carefully, uh, we'll be able to hear these messages and discern what they're saying. Um, but in terms of whether your guides uh, will have a direct dialogue with you like Albert and I did, that's entirely up to them and, 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 and entirely uh, a, a matter of what you had intended or what's supposed to happen in your life plan. Sure. Like it's your, like you said, a plan, I should say that. But it's really like, is it your divine destiny to go that route? I mean, not everybody is to do that. Other people are to, you know, be famous musicians or actors or, or spiritual leaders and have ashrams. So everyone has their path, and that's what makes this world so unique. So thank you so much for being here and showing your unique path and offering this wonderful opportunity for people to explore more about your experience with Albert. And again, you can go to our website, uh, zetaglobalradio.com, as well as our Facebook page. We will post all the different ways to reach Garnet Schulhauser and find out ways to get the book, Dancing on a Stamp, Dancing Forever Spirit, and, of course, the one coming out in 2016. Remind me of the title again, Garnet. Dance of Heavenly Bliss. I love it. I've been very enchanted with you and everything you've had to share. And again, we appreciate you so much for sharing your time here on Zeta Global Radio. Thank you so much for inviting me, Lainey. Thank you. All right, that's it for our show here. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to gleam some healing, some uh, settling in your being, and some great new ways to connect to the other side. And I wish you a wonderful rest of your weekend. Take care.